Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, boxing. Boxing, boxing, boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect live on this Thursday, May 2nd. Usually come to you on Wednesdays, but due to the situation of late flights. You know, I got home way too late last night. And I have I've been having to go to work for the last couple of days. You know, usually I could wake up around nine thirty, ten o'clock AM, you know, do what I need to do, catch up on my stuff. But now the next couple of weeks I'll be having to do some real well, not real work. I, I'm not going to be doing anything, but I got to get my ass up early in the morning. So a nigga is tired. I'm tired now, 9 o'clock, deep in the night for a nigga like myself. But there's something very festive happening this weekend. You know, there's a couple of times a year where – I might throw on my sombrero and a fake pointy mustache. Put on one of those rug things, a poncho. Those they're a little itchy, the wool that makes you itch. Put on one of those. And cook up some fajitas. You know, my patented beer-soaked fajitas. Something I only bring out for special occasions. And Usually on this weekend, it is a special occasion. You know, it started with Mayweather. You know, I would do the same thing for Mayweather. We would represent, you know, Texas being Mexico and, you know, the Mexican lineage that comes through Houston, Texas, and all my friends and even family that I have for Cinco de Mayo. And... Then he passed the torch on to young Cinnamon, young Canelo Alvarez, who's been putting it down for the holiday. And boy, is it a special holiday. If you don't know, Canelo Alvarez is fighting Danny Jacobs to unify the WBC, WBA, and IBF titles on the zone this weekend. We're going to talk about that. A Russian killer is for some reason fighting on the same night on ESPN. They got to do something. Guy's 13 and, oh, 13 knockouts. He say 13, but he's Russian, so he's old. 34, I believe. Is that how old this nigga is? 
Let me check that up again. I had it pulled up. It's something crazy. Yeah, 34. This this boy is, you know, yeah, he's getting up there. 13 and 0, 13 knockouts. Arthur Better BF is fighting on ESPN, putting up his belt, his IBF, light heavyweight belt. I got a text from JP one of these days letting me know, you know, after Andy Ruiz was finally signed and we sort of joked about it a couple of shows before. I don't know if that was last show or the show before. I think it was last midweek show. We sort of joked about what the, how the hell Andy Ruiz is about to fight Joshua. JP sends me something. Everybody's hype about this guy, Andy Ruiz Jr., like he hasn't been beat before by a bum. But the question I'm going to ask JP today when we bring him on is, is Andy Ruiz the fat Rocky? You know, he he feels like he's he's rooting for him. I see a lot of people rooting for him like he can do it. He's from the USA, you know, American kid. So is he the fat Rocky? Also, we got Barry Hearn slave analogy. I sent you a text, JP, not a text, a uh, tweet. I want you to check that out when you have a chance. But speaking of JP, my man RC couldn't be with us today because he's going to uh, some kind of fair or something that they have, probably something for the spring that's kicking off summer. So, you know, RC's going to get his party on. So us old school guys, OGs, that ain't got shit else to do. We're going to bring it to you today. So let's take it to Inglewood, to my man JP out there in Southern California. JP, what's poppin', my man? Man, I'm chilling, brother. It's a Thursday evening, which makes it all the more sweet to be talking to you. It means we're nearing the week's end, and everybody knows my favorite day is Thursday because, you know, Friday is something to look forward to. It's like when it's the pre-party. You know, it's like when you're drinking and got the music on when you're getting dressed before the club. That's what Thursday is. Friday Junior, you know, so I fucks with Thursday tough. You know, we got a big one in boxing at Cinco de Mayo. Now, it sounds like like you fucks with Cinco de Mayo heavy, Willa. Is is that the fact? Uh, Not really heavy per se, but I'm watching boxing and wearing a sombrero and eating fajitas Cinco de Mayo weekend. No doubt. That's about as far as I'm going. I'm not... I'm not eating the the uh the corn with the red stuff on it. I'm not taking it that far. Well, I'll say this. I didn't know I know it's some sort of Mexican Independence Day, though my Mexican friends say it's actually the one that's in September is the real one. <clears throat> this right. one is more of a commercial yeah, more of a commercialized United States type of thing. So what when my Attention started being drawn to Cinco de Mayo, to be honest with you, was through a black man, Floyd Mayweather Jr., when he was running Cinco de Mayo for, you know, you know, five years, whatever it was, when he had his run doing his thing on Cinco de Mayo. And that's what made this Cinco de Mayo weekend big in boxing. I'm sure at some point Chavez may have, may have made it a thing. I'm sure at some point De La Hoya may have made it a thing. But I think a black man, namely Floyd Mayweather Jr., 
is the man who has brought all this attention to this week and, and has made it a boxing weekend. So shout out to him for that, oddly. <clears throat> um, but yeah, man, other than that, like I said, we prepping for the weekend, brother. Now I'm, I'm, I'm forced to think about getting this the zone. Now, if the fact is that I could sign up tomorrow and pay nine ninety nine, and I get the Canelo fight and the rest of the year, or no, that's per month. So if I can sign up tomorrow, get the Canelo fight, and I pay nine ninety nine per month, I'm willing to do it. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think so. It might be a little more. I don't know. I have no idea. I thought you got a free thirty days. <laughs> Is that over? Yeah, I hear you can do the free subscription, the trial period. But the fact is that I can get a fight that I'm almost willing to pay for, for subscribing. You know, I pay $70 for this fight. If I can get it for $9.99 a month, you know, that'll take just me paying for one pay-per-view. That's half the year, you know. So I think that's a steal. I don't know why I hadn't thought of this before. So... You know, but finally, like I've been saying, the zone hadn't made me come to him yet. And I think I'm on the brink of coming over to the dark side, in my opinion. But no, no, no hate towards the zone. Oh, God. To me, it's more boxing. But they're finally forcing my hand. And I think I'm about to go ahead, uh, go to thezone.com or whatever it is, download the app, and sign up, register, and. Get that nine ninety nine per month on. So, shout out to the zone. This seems like a brilliant, like business plan. I think this is the first time we're having like a big pay per view style fight that can be on a monthly subscribed app. So, new times in boxing. Yeah, new times in boxing. So let let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, one of the biggest matches of 2019 is, is upon us. Cinco de Mayo weekend. The unified middleweight champion. Keyword, unified middleweight champion. Canelo Alvarez is putting up his um, middleweight 160-pound title against IBF champion Daniel Magic Man Jacobs, Danny Jacobs. So, People have been looking forward to this fight for a long time since, you know, both of these guys have been on the zone. Um, and we finally get it. A lot of people say Canelo was forced to, to do this. I don't know if that's here nor there, but we're about to see it happening. Um, like I said, Canelo is the unified champ with the WB, uh, the WBA and WBC titles. They had this crazy Aztec new-looking title belt. I don't know if that was the new belt or not. I think it was like the Azteca belt or something. Nice-looking belt that I think whoever wins is going to win. So, Danny Jacobs, if he wins this, he could start wearing Mexican gear like Floyd did. That's what I would do. But do I think he's going to win? I'm not sure. Danny Jacobs, 35-2, and 29 knockouts. One of his losses was by knockout. Uh, That was that boy Pig Rog back in the day. Uh, gave him that work with the with the TKO, um, but since then, Danny Jacobs has been doing his work, climbing up the ladder. You know, had that great 
loss against Gennady Golovkin in Madison Square Garden, which I attended, which I saw the beating he put on Golovkin, but he did get dropped. And, and uh, you know, Gennady Golovkin got the call. But, you know, since the, since then, Danny Jacobs has been, you know, fighting guys that aren't fighting undefeated fighters. Now, every guy he's fought has been undefeated, but they're not world-known guys. Um, He fought Luis Arias. Arias, I mean, he was 18-0. He got the unanimous decision, but didn't look too great in it. He he fought uh, Massey. I don't know how to say this guy. Suseki. He fought him. The Barclays at home. Unanimous, Unanimous decision. Still didn't think he looked that great. People were wanting to see the Jacobs that beat Gennady Golovkin. Then he goes, uh, he, he finally climbs his way up to get a belt to the IBF belt against uh, Dermachenko. It was a vacant belt dropped by, I think, dropped by Golovkin, right, I believe. I think that was the belt that was dropped by Golovkin before the Canelo fight. Um, so they fought for that belt. And Dermachenko, uh, I mean, uh, Jacobs won a split decision. Dermachenko being 12-0, one of those young Russian guys that um, – not a young Russian guy, a new Russian guy, but he's still old, You from the Ukraine, uh, gave gave uh, Jacobs a tough time, but he still pulled it off. Jacobs is going against my man Canelo. We all know Ca- Canelo's resume. He's beat the likes of – Miguel Cotto. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me start that over. RCA here. So when he when he hears this, I hope he appreciates this right here. He beat the likes of Miguel Cotto. <laughs> Gennady Golovkin. Um, uh, Amir Khan, James Kirkland, Alfred Angulo, Trout, Josecito Lopez, Shane Mosley. Um, who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. Uh, yeah, Laura. I mean, this guy's resume speaks for itself. Multi-division champion. Um, like I said, he's the unified middleweight champion at this point number one in the game after coming up, being the smaller guy, fighting the smaller guy. I mean, fighting as the smaller guy against Jacobs. 51-0 and 0 with two draws, um, 35 KOs. The one, one loss was a washing to our boy, to the main man, to his father, to his real father. De La Hoya is his stepfather who takes care of him and does a great job at it, but his real father is Floyd Mayweather Jr. And he took a Washington to, uh, to Floyd Mayweather Jr., but still got the majority loss, you know. That's how, how powerful the guy is. He got beat for 12 rounds, 10 to, uh, for, for 10 to 12 rounds, and he got a draw on one of the cards. So he got that majority loss, but that's neither here nor there. With the Mexican phenomenon, Canelo, like I said, putting his belt up. Before I call it, I want to take it to JP. JP, my man. How do you see this fight going? Are you excited about it? 
give me the breakdown. Give me give me the whole spiel, my man. Uh, yeah, man. Um, there's an interesting note about this fight that I just became aware of that uh, that hasn't been mentioned. I don't think people know that there's a same day weigh in here. So there's a rehydration. Yeah, there's a rehydration clause. So that's to me, I think because there was some complaining from Camp Canelo when Triple G, they felt Gennady came in way too big the next day. So they may feel like they're still too small for the division, and they don't want these guys, these natural middleweights, to be ballooning up to 180 pounds. So that's a pretty fucked up stipulation. I don't know how they they make that, you know, a part of it. That's that's not the rules. But again, I guess money talks, and Danny Jacob getting a good check for this, so he said he'll he'll have to do it. But that's that's a slippery slope, man. That's dangerous. Making fighters have to regulate how much they can rehydrate after they've weighed in, you know, and then after they they come in the next morning, try to you know, rehydrate same day, that's tricky science. So, you know, Jacobs is probably going to put on more weight in one day or in 12 hours than he normally ever would. And so that could be different, you know, but nonetheless, digressing from that, man, you know, you got, I hear Adelaide Bird is not going to be on the card. It's the same three guys from the Triple G2 fight. Um, you know, so they, the, these are the guys that gave Canelo that W. Uh, Canelo's the house fighter, man. I mean, <clears throat> the argument is, to me, is whether Jacobs is entering this fight down 4-0 to start. That means Jacobs has to win a lot of rounds just to get a draw in this thing. That's That's the problem here. Canelo's been so hard to beat on the cards, he's almost, you know, like you said, Mayweather, one of the judges gave a draw, which was, you know, it was so laughable that in retrospect, nobody even cares about that because it's just so laughable. But if you're being technical about it, that person should be checked for being on LSD or some shit because they were hallucinating. They need to be drug tested because, to give a draw in that fight, seriously. So, but that's just to give some 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 credence to how much power Canelo has on those scorecards, man, and how much you know the boxing powers that be are behind his push. So, you know, Jacobs, man, he he got a lot of ground to cover here, bro. And anything short of a knockout, and I hate to be the the rain on the parade, you know, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm, I love being a, an enthusiastic boxing fan, being excited about the fight and genuinely going in interested. But I think the problem here is, man, we we all know this man is hard to beat on the cards, whether it's Eris Landy Lara, whether it's Austin Trout, and even Floyd Mayweather, you know, in, the, uh, in Triple G also. Um you got to really beat this man to beat this man. They didn't let Gennady Golovkin get a win. I don't see them letting Daniel Jacobs get a win. Now, Daniel Jacobs is more similar to the type of fighter that Canelo struggles against. That's the mover type, guys. You've seen with Lara. You've seen with Trout. 
you see with Mayweather. Now, Gennady, you know what you got. You got a pressure dude coming forward. But Laura, I mean, Jacobs is, is going to be the more fleeter afoot here. He probably can beat Canelo to the punch. However, he can't stay in the pocket too long. You know, that's the thing about Canelo when – when Danny's getting off the jab and maybe, you know, something else, Canelo is punching, you know, and Danny is the guy who's suspected of having the weaker chin here. But that said, we can all see Daniel Jacobs winning this thing. We can all imagine it. Daniel Jacobs just clearly outboxing him, beating him to the punch, landing better punches. And, you know, we can see Canelo. I could imagine a fight where Canelo almost looks you know, like that Canelo we've seen versus Mayweather, but not nearly to that degree, but that's to one to one side of the spectrum. But what we'll probably see is a really close fight, very competitive and spirited. Um, you know, for Canelo, you have to be, huh? I mean, at this point of his career, you know, this dude is, what, 28 or something like that? He's been on some big stages already, you know, and Daniel Jacobs, for lack of a better word, may even be a step down in, in, you know, in how he could be prepping for this fight. You just don't see the same videos on social media that you were seeing when he was getting ready for Triple G. It's very limited access this time, I feel. And maybe he could catch Canelo half sleep. Like, you know, he just had two of the biggest fights in his life versus Gennady Golovkin. Canelo knew he was in deep water. He feels like, hey, man, I came out of that. I even won the second fight. You know, could Canelo be slipping for Daniel Jacobs? I said, look, let me just get to it, man. I'm going to still take Canelo with a fucking split decision. But Daniel Jacobs is going to win the fight in in most eyes of the fans. So, yeah, Canelo by a split, but... Most fans are going to say Daniel Jacobs won the fight. Well, you know, I usually don't let people sit back and down talk Canelo, saying that you know he's getting he's getting cards that he's not getting cards. I just said he got the draw. I wasn't alluding to anything. <clears throat> I'm just saying my man got the draw against against Floyd. Uh, you know, he beat Laura. He beat Trout. Anything else <clears throat> is ridiculous. But as far as Canelo overlooking, I think Canelo knows this is probably the toughest fight of his life since Floyd Mayweather Jr. Well, it could be. Like I said, Jacobs hasn't been looking the best against these other guys, but he's going to be bigger. He's going to be faster. He's not – I don't think he's stronger. But he's going to have some pop. He's going to be bigger and faster, and he's going to be strong. This is going to be a great fight. I think we're looking at good thing about Canelo is Canelo, he's got he's got the power like that like that old 80s song, I got the power. I forgot who that was. That's uh like I forgot who the name of them people was, but he's got the judges that like his kind of work. You know, he like he's got the judges that look for his kind of work. You know, there's different kind of judges. There's the judge that the judge that likes to see the guy come forward. There's the judge that likes to see the guy land the power shots. There's the judge that likes to see the guy control the ring. You know, there's different kind of judges. These judges, obviously, like what Canelo does, and that's pinpoint accuracy 
and, uh, you know, making it count when it's supposed to count. Now, Danny Jacobs, he, he might try to come in and box. I've seen uh, a few a few uh, interviews of him saying that he's going to he, – what he's learned over his career, that he's going to have to punch a little more. He's going to have to stay in there a little more against Canelo. And I think that, you know, that that feeling of him being, being cheated if he doesn't do enough work, I think that's going to help the fight out. I think that's going to help him out. But I know Canelo, the reason why he ain't showing his, his practice is because he's out here, uh, you know, he knows this is the biggest fight. In fact, I read something, I, I believe, that Canelo, uh, not Canelo, that Charlo posted that said, uh, you know, he was giving Canelo that work. Uh, I don't know. Did you see that? Uh, JP said he was giving Canelo work. He got kicked out the camp. I don't know if I Ooh, read Charlo that right. Said that? Yeah, that's what I thought I, I saw uh, Jamal Charlo say about uh, about uh, Canelo. But um, no, nah, I didn't see that. I think in, yeah, no, Canelo. Oh, so uh, yeah, so I I think there's gonna be a close fight. I think both guys are gonna do a lot of good work. Like I said, I'm not really a I'm not a hater of Danny Jacobs. I just don't think he has what it takes on the big stage to beat. Canelo Alvarez. So I see a close fight. I see Canelo winning by a round or two, and people saying he lost the fight. But so you agree with me? No, no, no. I, I believe people say he's gonna lose the fight. But when you break it down, when you break it down, like you break down the Golovkin one fight, you see who was doing the work and what was real and what was real nice about it. So <clears throat> I got Canelo winning a tough fight. And and I got Canelo being seen in it. Who's going to be going down? If he wins this fight, he's going to be going down as one of the goats of boxing. After Mayweather, what? we might be talking about Can- oh goats of boxing. I mean, Man, did you, you did, do you want me to read the names again? Do you want me to read the names again? If he gets yeah, Jacob, can you, can you also put Chavez by Jr. the names he actually Khan, lost to Cotto. Laura oh, and Gula, <laughs> Trout, Mosley. Terrible. Come on. Mosley. Come on, bro. What? Damn. Mosley. That's actually worse insane. than I thought, Willa. That was actually Listen worse than I thought. Days. I thought it was going to be better. Is it? I thought it was going to be better. Oh, no. Come on. Nobody has those, Nobody has that kind of that kind of resume, dog. And that's disrespect to even, to even act like somebody does, dog. Come on. We all know who the king of boxing is. That shit was is. terrible. I didn't say he's... I didn't say he was best. I don't, I don't think he's the best. He's not. He's pound for pound a top five in the game. He ain't the best, but he is the man. So, I got Canelo winning. I, I wanted to say knockout, really. I really did. Oh, I've been telling Simon it's going to be CS this season. In fact, that's what I'm going to say. Canelo's winning by knockout. It's CS this season. Watch what I say. He's been training hard, you know. He's been body tested, so hey, we're, hey, we're gonna he's gonna prove a point that he is the baddest man in the game. And if he beats Jacobs, I think I might have to put him over Lomachenko at number two. If he knocks out Jacobs, he's the number two fighter in the game. Where's Simon at, man? Why he don't call no more? He calls. You gotta. You gotta give him the heads up. Uh, you know, I like no, no. to tell boys one time. 
If they call, they call. Here's my thing, man. I like Canelo. I've always loved Canelo. He's like a badass. Everybody loves I've Canelo. Recent... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Brothers always love Canelo. Black dudes love Canelo, man. Um, I just recently seen him on that um, sneaker shopping shit on Complex. And Canelo was on there talking English and then buying black dude shit. Canelo couldn't wait to slam that Supreme sweater on. Canelo put that Supreme sweater on in the store. Have you seen it, Willa? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, yeah, he was speaking baby English. He wasn't saying sentences. He was saying like three words. That one, I think he was saying that one and thank you. Yeah, now, he sound like fucking Mickey Mouse, but I still got respect for him. <laughs> I, I, I like Canelo. Yeah. Always have. He's, he's Mayweather's son. He ain't earned it all, though. You know, I realized that, you know, the Lara fight was if, if on the even on the short end of the stick, a draw, if not Laura winning that fight. The Trout fight, questionable. You know, the, the I feel he Triple G won both fights. So, to me, oh, see, but, you, should hey, but that don't mean nothing. Mayweather has the same thing, right? Mayweather has the fight nope. that he might have lost. No, nah, not really. Uh, what do people oh, say? Okay. The first Luis thought- Castillo fight? What do people yeah. say? The Luis Castillo I mean, we fight? Well, yeah, that was close. I think he might have lost I that mean, one, dog, but he got the he got the nine, and he moved yeah, on. And we and talking he about the second time. That's what Canelo we did. A fight like super early in his career, you know, like fighting a dude that was a like was damn probably the same age. Jose Luis Castillo? Are you kidding 26? me? No, I'm talking about no, I'm talking about Mayweather. Mayweather was probably 26, 27 years old, right? That's how old Canelo was. No, I mean, we're forgetting also, that Canelo was young. Well, I guess you could say that, but what I'm saying is, when Mayweather fought Castillo, he wasn't that old, and Castillo was way more experienced than Mayweather at that time. But nonetheless, I mean, you could say Trout is way more experienced than, well, you really can't say that, because Canelo been fighting professionally since, like, 15. You know, he came over here, he had 35 wins on his record. But, man, none, nonetheless, nonetheless, I just feel like there's been fights where Canelo has lost. And I'm a fan, but I don't like that shit, because, like, if you lose, you lose. You know what I mean? I, I don't want my guy to get a, a, a fucked up win. You know, and Mayweather never really left us like that. He never left us feeling like, oh, they cheated for him tonight. That was bullshit. You know, you never felt like that. So that's very important, man. I don't ever want my guy to get bullshit wins. I want my guy to dominate clearly. And, I, don't, you know, I feel like Canelo could – Laura definitely got him. You know, that's everybody knows that. And so, yeah, but I'm still a fan, and I think – yeah, I, I, I'm going to actually take you – know, you know what? Let me change my pick. Let me change my pick. I'm going with what you said. I think Canelo going to win outright. I think he's going to outclass and show he's the better boxer here because it's going to be a boxing match. So I'm going to take Canelo winning outright. If he wins outright, is he not the sec- he's not the second best fighter in the game? Does he not have the – I mean, regardless – Regardless of what you yeah. think, what has yeah. happened is he's beat all these guys, and he has the best resume in the game. I could argue maybe you know if you look Sean at the rest of, okay, I, I, I got it. 
no, 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 no. If I give you my resume, you don't know. You just know, hey, I'm a, I'm a young guy. I'm a young boxer. Here goes my resume. These are the people I beat. And you look at it. Mm-hmm. Who is who has a better resume than that? I'm Sean thinking maybe Sean Porter. Guys, but, but he's lost. Uh, true, 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 true. I mean, oh, yeah, Canelo has a draw with Gennady. Well, yeah. So, what the hell is Mayweather? Does he own, that's it? Yeah, he just got the... Yeah, he just got to toss the Mayweather though. Oh man, Laura! Everybody know Laura kicked his ass. I don't. Everybody yeah, Laura was was Laura was boxing nicely until he started running though. Cost himself the fight. That's just bad. I'm not, I'm not gonna cry mm-hmm. for a nigga that ran the last three rounds. No, that's just bad. He gave I up three rounds. I ain't going down that hole. I ain't going there. I ain't and going there. Yeah, yeah hey. Yeah, hey, if you give up three rounds, all Canelo had to do was get four. I think he got that four. But, yeah, hey, we got our picks, man. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and text time and see if he's going to call in, but he be bullshitting, man. I don't like texting that fool. But uh, on the undercard, I wanted to talk about the undercard because I've seen this young man in person, and I was very – I was very – um. Hype on what I saw. Young Mex- uh, young cat from Dallas, Texas, Virgil Ortiz. He is the co-main event. This is another one of those guys. You know, there's so many of these young guys that, uh, you know, a golden boy is promoting. Uh, Mungie, I think, is like 21. Virgil Ortiz, he's 21. All these young guys that are coming up in the game. Virgil Ortiz is one of those guys. Looks like he could be the real deal. And, you know, um <clears throat> He's co-main event in this uh, this event. I don't know how, even how that happens, but he's fighting Mauricio Herrera. Now, Mauricio Herrera, it might might probably be washed, but he's an old crafty veteran. He hasn't been knocked out. He's twenty four and eight. He took you know he took eight L's, but he hasn't been knocked out. He doesn't do too much knocking out, so Virgil might not be have, have to worry about that. He got worked by my man. His last fight was against was against my man, uh, the world kid Saddam Ali, who was set up by Golden Boy. And I think he's fighting on this this fight card. I don't know why Saddam Ali is still fighting for Golden Boy. Um, you know, no disrespect to Golden Boy or I mean, whatever. But they set my man Saddam Ali up with that big ass motherfucker Mangia coming down a weight class or two. To whoop his ass and get that belt, but that's neither here nor there. Another guy, Virgil Ortiz, going up against Mauricio Herrera. I want to see if this kid is um, is the real deal. Like I said, I saw him. You know, I also was sitting by his family, so you know, I feel you know it, it's it's a little more personal. And uh, you know, I want to see this guy, this young guy, do good. We'll see if he's the real deal. I'm not sure. He's been fighting bums, but he's fighting Mauricio Herrera. Um, JP, I know you probably ain't heard of Virgil Ortiz, uh, but is Mauricio Herrera, you know, do you think if he's beating Mauricio Herrera, is that a great, is that a good stepping stone for this young man coming out of uh, Dallas, Texas? I've heard of Virgil Ortiz. I haven't seen him fight. Mauricio Herrera. Junior. Formerly. Mauricio Herrera, formerly a contender as of, you know, three years ago, 
four years ago. This is the same guy that beat Danny Garcia, but took the L, correct? Correct. Uh, this is the same guy I was actually in attendance at the last fight ever at the Los Angeles Sports Arena before they closed it down. Um, he fought Henry in- Lundy. Yeah, yeah I was there. Yeah. I was there for that. I was there, and um, Mauricio Herrera beat him that night. Um, so, key point here is that I said formally. Mauricio Herrera has been a known drinker. You know, not like, you know, you have come home and have a cocktail type of guy. You know, but, you know, be at the bars, you know, like a regular dude getting hammered with the fans. You know, that that's his rap to some degree. Mauricio Herrera, from my understanding, I don't remember him being active as of recent, you know. So for a guy with that type of lifestyle, being out the ring this long, you wonder, you know, in what shape is he in? Oh, he's okay. So he's had a fight before this past six months. Yeah, he fought Ali. Um, he fought Ali and lost the unanimous decision, but it was in uh, December. How? What was it before that? He was active before that. Yeah, no, yeah, before then it was like a year and something. It was uh, eight seventeen. <laughs> so he went off a year and four months, then fought Ali. Yeah, so I knew it's been some gap. Year and four months go straight to Saddam. That shows where Saddam probably is at this point. It sounds like he lost a close fight. Uh, Saddam's probably not that good if Mauricio can go straight to him after a year and four-month layoff. But, point being, and that may be a testament to how good Herrera still could be. You know, so you have to see. Virgil Ortiz, a young fighter, I'm sure at least early on, and if, if Herrera is an older fighter who's not in the greatest of shape, he could gas late. But I'm sure early on, unless he's completely over the hill and we don't know it yet, unless he's walked off the cliff and we don't quite know it, Herrera should be problems for this kid. You know, just because he's so young and, you know, inexperienced, he's about to fight a very experienced dude who beat Danny Garcia. Beat him. Everybody know that. So, Yep. Absolutely. Five years Hank ago. Lundy. Five years ago, though. Gave Hank Lundy. So did he walk off the gave Hank Lundy that work four years ago. Sure yeah. did. Did he walk off the cliff or not? So that's what would well, be the question. But I expect him. He was that ain't easy. When he beat him. But yeah, I mean, Karras is like a goddamn a zombie with gloves on, fight. but. Motherfucker's a zombie with gloves, but he gonna punch. That's what Karras gonna do is punch all night. Yeah, yeah. But Herrera should so, yeah, work man. for this kid, man. It's a it's a good fucking stepping stone for a prospect. Yeah, that's what I want to see, man. We want to see if my man Virgil is the real deal. I don't. I, I think he. I think he might be. Uh, but we'll see. Young, young in the game. So if it's close, be looking for. We're looking for him to get that that call, but I ain't mad at it. He's stepping up. I think this is a big step up for him, man. And uh, so let's go. I've been bullshitting on that. Let's go ahead to the next topic. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that.
the uh, another Russian beast, Arthur Bedabiev. He's fighting for some reason on ESPN, fighting some guy, Rod Bohe Cal. Yeah, I can't even be saying I can't even say these guys' names, but Arthur Bedabiev. Uh, he looks like the guy. He's thirty. He looks like the guy on Creed too. Uh, I haven't seen the whole Creed too. I just know that um, I was watching it on my flight, and I got to the part where Ward is—I mean, not Ward. Uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Creed is, is just now coming back. So looked like it was a good movie. But this guy reminds me of him, thirteen and zero with uh, thirteen KOs. Better be if he's got the uh, IBF. Light uh, heavyweight championship. Um, he won that beating some guy, Enrico Colig, Colig for the vacant when it was vacant. And uh, Caleb Johnson, he defended it against. He KO'd both of these guys. I mean, well, we know he did. So he's fighting some other guy who's 21 and 24 and 1. Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, birthplace is uh, Bosnia. Twenty-four and one, one loss. Let me see what. Let me see if this guy's any good. Let's look at his his resume. He lost to Marcus Brown. Uh, split decision. Split decision against Marcus Brown. Marcus Brown isn't really that bad, but you know, I don't know if he. Well, Marcus Brown beat the hell out of Bradu Jack. So I mean. I don't know if this guy's any good. I've never seen him fight. I don't believe. Uh, like I said, his only loss to Marcus Brown. Then he was uh, beating up guys in Tampa. Looks like he's a Florida guy, so he's be, he's been fighting a lot in Florida. Uh, have you heard of this guy, Cal Zagic? That's probably how you say his name. Cal Zik Zizik. Cal Zizik. Never heard. Yeah. Nah, haven't heard of him. Man. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, neither have I. It's probably going to get slept by Arthur Better BF. But, I mean, a split decision with Marcus Brown, I mean, that means you're probably not that bad, you know. Yeah, but you know Marcus Brown's a house fighter. They they want Marcus Brown to succeed. Um, I've seen Marcus Brown lose. Remember that guy, hot, hot Rod? Remember that fight? So that I forget the, the Kurzurian or some type of – uh, Vanez Martirosian looking type of cat He was putting them hands On fucking Marcus Brown And I felt Hot Rod won that fight that night So I've seen Marcus Brown lose And he didn't lose that night So Marcus Brown got a pretty good push behind him Yeah I want to say I remember that fight too That's why I really wasn't Yeah I think this guy's got this It might have been the guy we're talking about Okay, it might be him. I mean, you just said, I mean, you just said his name was Kazala's dick. Did he look black? Almost. Kind of. Kind I, mean, I think of, that's the guy. Of. Yeah, but so, yeah, that's, who, yeah, yeah that, that's who we're talking What'd about. What'd you say that shit is? Is it Hot Rod? I, mean, I just know his name, Hot Rod. Okay, yeah, I'm sure they got it right here. Let me see. Uh, hot Rod. Hot yeah, Rod. Hot Rod. Like yeah, this is him. So this is Hot oh, Rod. Yeah, I fuck yeah, with that's Hot Rod. about to fight. Yeah, okay, so this is the guy. I remember that. I'm okay, fucking so, with Hot Rod. So you like it? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I think he, I think he might whoop better be a slow butt. <laughs> Shit, he might fuck okay. better be. A, I think I'm picking Hot Rod in this. <laughs> you pick Hot Rod. 27 years old. I remember. This. I, I, you know, 
I sort of remember that fight. Somebody giving Marcus Brown that work and him getting the and him getting the win. So yeah, and he okay. was a, like yeah. a really confident fighter, like really confident fighter. Like this dude had moxie about him. You know, that's why I'm looking at his swag. picture, dog. It's what it's what it looks like. Yeah, he looks like he's almost Hispanic, but he's Bosnian, whatever that is. I'm not even sure. Yeah, he's like a Kardashian. He's a Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of them a, a Martyrosian or some shit like that, but yeah, he a highly confident fighter, man, and got fast it's hands. It's like Yeah, it's like a J A L A J D I. Yeah, Kaladzik. Oh yeah, I'm great. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's an impossible thing to say, but Hot Rod though, watch out for fucking Hot Rod. I'm taking Hot Rod. So you pick a high ride. I don't. I don't know. I remember giving Marcus Brown that word, but Marcus Brown really ain't that good. Better be able is all right. We're gonna see. I'm gonna go. You know. I remember. You know. I'm. I'm think better be able is probably gonna win, or maybe it won't be by knockout. We're gonna see, but we'll probably have to catch that fight on um in the morning before. Oh yeah, they're ready to get uh, rid of better BF too. They're ready to get rid of better BF man. They're ready to because. And this is the perfect guy because they ESPN know they now. Rod Ooh, but this, this is ESPN, ESPN now. You Ooh. know, this is, this is the guys, they got Fury, they got Lomachenko, you know, that, that, oh, yeah, Hot their Rod's shoe. The, guy. the only guy they got. You think Hot Rod's coming? They need another one, another urban star like Crawford. Well, he's not urban, but he might he be. Per, but, he, but he urban enough, he, which is even better. Yeah. And and better be of the Frankenstein. He has no personality. It's time for them to, you know, Hot Rod is about this perfect. And I think they're about to put Hot Rod over with better BS. About to put them over, man, like it's like the WWF. Well, we'll see, man. We'll uh, we'll definitely be interested in this fight. We'll check it out. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm still going with better BF, but, you know, I'm going to ride with. I'm going to ride with this guy, Hot Rod. Yeah, we'll call him Hot Rod because I, I think I, I sort of remember him giving Marcus Brown that work, me feeling like he Definitely. got robbed. That's sort of like mm-hmm. that. And we probably talked about it. So, so yeah, man. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and go on to the next one. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Now, the other day I get a text. No, the other day, I opened up, up my computer. I see the fight that we thought was going to happen, that I thought was going to happen, that I heard was going to happen. Andy Ruiz Jr. is fighting Joshua for a lot of them belts, all the belts he got. It's finally official, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is a joke. This dude just fought like two days ago. Then I get a text from JP stating that he's riding with Roy, uh, with Ruiz Jr. Ruiz Jr., I'm sorry. And that, like, he's fucking with him heavy. Just like he was fucking with Hot Rodgers then, it sounds like he's fucking with Andy Ruiz Jr., like he's giving him a shot. So, you know, I'm not going to even speak, spit my, my piece first. I'm going to let JP go first because he was acting like Andy Ruiz is the fat Rocky. Hey, speak on it, man, JP. Hey, definitely. That's perfectly coined, the fat Rocky. And it couldn't be betterly 
better expressed than that because that's what he is for us. You know, I expressed when Jarrell Miller was going into this fight before, you know, he came up with the PED crap, how I was in, I was rooting for Miller because he, uh, because of the body type, you know, a, a looked over body type. We've been discriminated against. We, we, we don't, nobody ever talks about us, you know. Do you imagine how hard it is being us, these portly type gentlemen growing up? We don't get chased at recess. You know, when you niggas was getting chased, when y'all was getting asked to go to the dance and shit, we didn't get that. You know, and many of us was that athletic out there. You know what? I'm gonna tell a personal story. I was one of the best basketball players at my at my high school. But I was fucking five ten, two hundred and sixty pounds. So what is that? <laughs> You're a freaking point guard. You're a point guard in a power four's body. You know? And even though you got all the skills, man, I could dribble like a demon. I could dribble like a demon. I could fucking Shoot three pointers. I could do all the. I had all the skills in the book, but because of my body type, that goddamn coach wouldn't even let me. Wouldn't think about me. He didn't even let me attempt. And I'll never forget that. But that's why. This is why I go for the Andy Ruizes of the world. For us who've been looked over, we've been oppressed, we've been discriminated against, never given a chance, and nobody speaks up for us. Well, God damn it, I'm here today for the portly gentlemen out there, you know, and it's about time we get over. You know, Samuel Peter was another one of us out there at a time. And, this, and, and, and we cross into different sports, you know, tractor trailer, Big Baby Davis. Um, you know, you'll get those little round running, running back, Christian Okoye, um, Natron Means. You know, you, you'll you'll every now and again you'll get a basketball player, Charles Barkley, but you know, so for those dudes, we we got a trailblaze and fuck it, man. I would like nothing more to Andy Ruiz to land some right hand from the heavens of God that just puts Anthony Joshua to sleep. I would like nothing more than that. Not that I don't love Joshua, because I love Joshua. I call him Big Adonis, Big Greek. And the nigga cut up and shredded up like a big old Greek god. So I fucks with him just because he cut up like that. You know? <laughs> homo. <laughs> Wait, no. Fuck it, nigga. Why that gotta be homo shit? You know? But big, I call him big Greek god. You know, big Greek god out there chopped up, punching shit. I like him. I like Anthony Joshua. He's got a cool-ass personality. He seems like somebody you can fuck with. But I got to ride with my people, though, man, you know, for the portly gentlemen of the world, you know, who have been looked over. I'm fucking with Andy Ruiz here. I'm going with Ruiz with a fourth-round knockout. Fourth-round knockout, man. Hey, that's crazy, but, hey, I feel you, you know. You know, sometimes you got to go out on a limb for your guy. And uh, you, you do you got to do what you got to do. But Andrew Ruiz Jr. is going to sleep. And, uh, I mean, there's no if ands, or buts about it. You know, he just now fought. He just did a whole training camp and then went in a fight and got the stoppage, right? So he just, you know, now he's got to gear back up, 
directly to fight the biggest fight of his life. Um, I don't see it happening, man. Not that he's not that he's a bad fighter. Not that he's um, you know, he, he's got some baby skills. He gets hit way too much for my liking, but he throws punches. He got combos. He goes to the body. He's you know he can box. He's just, you know, like you said, he's just uh, he's just a mound round rebound like Charles Barkley. So I think this is going to be easy work, you know. I ain't going to say that uh, that Anthony Joshua is a Greek god or anything. Uh, nigga, you gay. <laughs> that's, how, that's, that's how I felt. But. He's gonna get he's gonna get beat up by this UK brother and I and I hate to see it happen, man. Um I don't like to see when these guys make a mockery of the USA and that's what's happening right now. Ruiz Junior, twenty nine years old, thirty two and one. You know, he hasn't been to sleep. His loss was to Joseph Parker. We see what happened with Joseph Parker and um and Joshua. Uh, last fight, who was he fighting? Dermanchenko. He was getting hit, even though he was lighting up Dermanchenko and got him to the body. He was doing some good work. He was getting hit, and I don't think he's gonna. Um, I don't think he's gonna survive these bombs this this UK guy's doing, man. So uh, you know, I got the knockout the other way, probably in like the third round. So either way, we both got it being easy work, but that's neither here nor there now. And by the time the fight comes, Andrew Ruiz might have got me hyped. He might have been talking a lot, doing what, you know, got me inspired. Because a lot of people are inspired by this guy. They feel like he could do it. Feel like he could be the fat Rocky. And he has some hands. He does. um, I don't know how much he weighs, but I think it was like 260, if I remember right. He does weigh 260 pounds. So if a 260-pound guy hits you, hits you right, you can go to sleep. So we'll see what happens might be easy work, but that's neither here nor there. Now, to a little serious thing, um, Eddie, not even really serious, Eddie Hearn, you know, he came out, he had uh, Dillian White with him, and uh, he made some remarks about slavery and not being a slave owner anymore and not having to you know, that not having to having to call him Mister now is some crazy shit. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, in fact, let me play it. Hold on one second. Let me get it up. All right, this was uh, from Lennox Lewis, and uh, he he sent this out and asked these guys about it. Well, yeah, here we go. Hold on. Never mind. That shit ain't that shit ain't working. So he made some crazy comments. Hey, JP, if you haven't seen it, uh, uh, check out your Twitter real quick and see if you can look at it. Um, he just made some crazy remarks. Uh, Lennox Lewis. That it was, you know, we understood what he was saying. He was making a point that, you know, we're not slave. It's not like the slave days. But just the way he said it, it was just very cheesy. I wish I could pull it up. But it ain't playing on this damn thing. Um, 
Hey, JP, have you, were you able to check that out? If not, no big deal, man. We can talk about it next time. No, I seen that a couple of days ago, bro. <clears throat> um, I think, so it's Dillian White's, I guess, some kind of promoter or manager. Because Dillian White is sitting right there. So the context yeah, of this Yeah, Eddie Hearn's is, dad, right? Okay, so that's Bobby Hearn. Woo-wee. Yeah, something. Okay, so uh, great. So the context here is it's Bobby Hearn. Barry. I didn't know that. Barry Hearn. Huh? Barry. Larry Hearn. Barry Hearn. Barry Barry, Hearn. Barry. Barry. Not Bobby Barry. Yeah. Barry Hearn. Um, And he's sitting there with Dillian White at a press conference. I haven't seen the whole press conference, but what I take from the clip that's gone viral is he's alluding to how negotiations used to be regarding fighters. And so what he goes on to say, he says, you know, this shit used to be like the slave trade. That's verbatim. That part's verbatim. He said, you know, back in my day, this used to be like the slave trade. Now, Dillian White's sitting there uncomfortably, you know, and kind of, you know, he laughs. like, But it's like, wow, one of them wow laughs. He's like, now I got to watch myself. I got to call him Mr. I got to call him Mr. White because, uh, you know, what could – Happen, you know, I could get sued or whatever. That's that's paraphrasing, but yeah, man, yeah, very here we go. I got it. offensive. Yeah, yeah I got very it. offensive, man. Yeah. All right. Well, again, I thought I did. Well, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know now. what you doing. Well, let me see. <laughs> it just ain't working, though. <laughs> That's that Texas goddamn Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's probably what it is, though. This shit might have went off, but yeah, I ain't hearing shit. Either way it goes, but yeah, you <laughs> broke it down pretty much, pretty much right the mm-hmm. way he said it. It was just the crazy way he said it, man. But I understand what he was trying to say. He said but the way he said he's he like, now like I gotta call him Mister. Right. Yeah. But it probably was like the same trade. That's the thing. But then he said when he calls call you Mister, now I gotta call him Mister White. Like you weren't calling him Mister White before. Like what are you talking about? Well, nigga, he said the slave trade. So he was calling him <laughs> yeah, Mister for. Know. <laughs> you know what I mean? He basically was saying, "Doc, we do what the fuck we want with these niggas, and we pay them short money." Now we got to pay them millions and listen to what the fuck they want to do. These niggas is on their hands and knees at a time taking like, oh, shit, you'll give me $10,000? Thank you. You know? So the white man is shocked by how in just his lifetime how much has changed. He's shocked by that. Wouldn't you be? If it, if it, the change was that drastic, man, then that's a climate and, you know, that's why you got all these things happening in the world with, with nationalism and things like that and white supremacy on the rise. You got it? Yeah, I finally got it, dog. I don't know what the hell was going right. on, dog. That shit finally went. All right, here we go. Let me let me bring it in. Man, it's a fight-by-fight arrangement with Dylan isn't that weird? Why do we have... He's not tied up like the slave contract of yesteryear. When I was running boxing, <laughs> it was much easier. We were slave traders. We had these guys, <laughs> and they were working for us, and we was the boss. The pendulum has swung. 
Now I have to say, Mr. Gillian White. <laughs> I have to be respectful. Yeah, there it is. That's crazy. Like, when you listen to it, he's, yeah, he's saying, hey, we were treating these guys like slaves. Now, I, I saw his, like, he's blown away by how he's on a fight-to-fight contract. That nigga was like, man, we used to have these niggas on a, uh, a fight-to-fight, nigga. We ain't even got a contract for that, matter of fact. You just fighting for me, and I'll shoot you 5000 every time. Damn, yeah. I mean, that's what he's saying. That sounds crazy. Dylan White just, he got a smile because, hey, you know. I'm sure he's sort of burning inside like, man, what, what, yeah. It's a guy, like you said, it's a guy who's shocked. He's seen it all change. But at least, you know, he's taking it in his stride, it looks like, because he's still making a lot of money, you know, at the end of the but day. But let me tell you, though. He's still making the most it's, money. It's biblically written. Um, it's a new day, and I'll just leave it at that. It's, it, but it's biblical. And that, that change he's talking about, he can't believe it. Well, who could believe how the pendulum can swing that far in one lifetime? That's a big swing. So I'll digress from there. Well, yeah, I think uh, that's probably where we're going to leave it. Um, like I said, it's going to be a good weekend of boxing. Like we said, we got Canelo versus the Miracle Man. Also got Better Be It versus Hot Rod. JP's guy, two of JP's guys fighting this weekend. Andy, not not fighting this weekend. With in the news this weekend, with Andy Ruiz fighting Joshua. But coming up in June, I think June first. But that's how we're going to end it. Um, we'll break down the fight, of course, on Sunday. RC will be in the building hosting, doing this thing, and we'll hopefully, you know, you'll hear that patented will of music on. Uh, you know, when it comes to that Canelo victory on another Mexican holiday. JP, anything you want to say to the folks before we get out of here? Uh, check for me on Twitter, um, at Family First, Heavy Handed J, at Family First. You'd probably be better going with the Heavy Handed J. Um, also check for the pod, man, a Relatively Black and Fat podcast. Going live tonight. Um Going to talk about a few different things So check for that Relatively Black and Fat Podcast on iTunes Alright that's a bet man Outside this boxing podcast midweek show We'll catch y'all next week Well we'll catch y'all Sunday Peace We out